0: Welcome back to the Believe in Badger football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Dude, I'm,
1: every day with you is a holiday.
0: It really is. It really is. And, you know, we're coming up on a couple, big, a couple big holidays soon here in the summer. And then the real football holiday that we're all looking forward to opening weekend is coming you know, faster than we know it less than three months, less than three camp's months about this.
1: I mean, camp's going to start in right now. We'd be thinking about coming back on day one for, for working out, I think yeah. is right. Or was right around first week in June, dude. I, I just remember like leaving my last final, you know, like everyone's like, Oh, we'll see you in like three, four five months. You're like, wait, what I'll be, I'll see you in like two weeks. <laughs> our break, our break, depending on when your final was, sadly, depending on when your final was, could have been one week, or it could have been like two or three weeks. One year, I remember,
0: in it was the end of the fall semester, and my final was the evening of December twenty third. I was like, "What on earth is happening? Like, how am I supposed to get back to like my family? I don't know how this is going to happen." So,
1: but at least after a bowl game, you had three weeks. Like, you came that's back- true. You came back the third or fourth week in January, third week, usually, but you had three weeks and you had the bowl week, you know, like once the bowl game ended, man, but it's, you know what? I love coming back for the summer. The first two weeks were the hardest. It was 12 reps of everything, you know, and, and 12 reps sounds like, Oh yeah. You're just doing like body weight. No, 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 no. It was like 12 reps of like three fifty on squat. It's like, dude, And then, you know, JD and all the guys had to like watch you and bot. And they were like, dude, you got to do better. And you're like, I can't even feel my legs. And they're like, well, what are you going to do in eight weeks when Penn State rolls in here? You know, like they'd always. So everything, you know, the energy about this time is, is so exciting. I know everyone who's listening, you and me, it's just right now it's like all Badger football. You know, the Rangers are in the playoffs. And I'm like, cool. But Badgers, the Badgers are starting in like less than 100 days. Yeah. Absolutely, and so uh,
0: we have a little second part of our mailbag. We had so many good questions that we had to break it into two parts. So, uh, before we get into that, though, want to remind you that we are presented by BetOnline.ag. Our partners over there at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports uh, developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite. Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Use the promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. All right, Bernie. For uh, back for round two with the mailbag here, got a couple questions uh, for us from our uh, from our loyal and lovely listeners there across the country and nay across the globe, um, uh, according to the analytics. So uh, glad to hear that. But we are going to start uh, relatively close to home in Muskego, Wisconsin, uh, because Bridget wants to know, Bernie, which former Badger running back that you did not play
1: with? Do you wish you could have gotten to block for? At Bridget, this is a great question. At, you know, spanning from when, like Brent Moss to Braylon it doesn't say Allen. it just says which running back. No, I, I, I mean, but I'm just saying from like for the past like 30 years, we have basically had someone who I've wanted to block for, and we continue to have them. Um, you know, I, I would actually, Matt. Do you think? Do you know who I would say? I am gonna guess Monty. Interesting. I'm gonna guess
0: Monty because. You love celebrating and Monty scored more touchdowns than anyone else. <laughs> I didn't know that, but um, Mon- Monty broke the NCAA record for touchdowns in a career. That's that mine was cr- Monty. Right, broke the record. Right. He had 88 total. Uh, I believe 88 total touchdowns in his career. That was broke by Keenan Reynolds, the quarterback from Navy. I want to say like three or four years later.
1: Um, I do like to celebrate and that would have been great. Mine actually, you know, listen, I also played with Anthony Davis, who's like my yeah. favorite football player of all
0: time. I would say my, the other one I would have guessed would be big play. Cause you and him are boys. Big play is my guy. Yeah. Here's why,
1: here's why I'll tell you why. First all, Monte John ball Clay. would have been amazing. Melvin Gordon, Ron Dane, like basically any of these dudes would be, would be phenomenal. It's bigger than you though. I know Can you
0: got, we would have had like a 550 plus
1: pounds of beef. Well, this in the is back why field. I picked big play. Imagine if you're sitting in the opponent's like meeting room on defense, you're like, all right, guys, well, this week, we got about 550 pounds of running back. That's it. Just running back. <laughs> just running back to Something deal else. with Nothing else. So if you shed the tackle of a 268 pound fullback, you get the two hundred and forty nine pound. Let's be generous to big play. Um, <laughs> you know, back. back to yeah, deal That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: That, that's a good one. You know, i I was gonna guess money just because. I mean, I, I told you why I are gonna guess money. I think it's interesting because obviously, I think everyone would say, "Oh, Ron Dane, Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon." I mean, yes. Don't get me wrong. I think all those guys would be a lot well, of fun. Jake, I mean. Oh, listen, all of them. The problem is it's impossible to pick because it would also be really different. I imagine like, h- how do you imagine blocking for someone like Jonathan Taylor would be different than Ron Dane? Because like, I mean, Ron Dane, I mean, he would, for the most part, if you watch him, like he's kind of like one cut and go, whereas Taylor is a little more of a patient back. But I mean, to be fair, like the holes that uh, Ron Dane were running behind was a little bit bigger than some
1: of the ones that Taylor was running behind. You know, I I also think Ron Dane had five guys in front of him who played in the NFL. All of them had great careers. Um, You know, even Chad Coons was amazing, you know, the fullback. So, uh, you know, they also had great wide receivers. They had a good quarterback. Like They were well-rounded, but but it didn't look like that because you had Ron Dane, who's one of the best players to ever play. JT should have won the Heisman. We all know that. You know it will always be a, b- a battle between those two dudes but and every- melvin
0: should have won the heisman frankly
1: melvin uh, have- if you look you at know what's crazy it's is like
0: statistically it's, it's the second greatest season a running back has ever had after barry sanders 19 that's why
1: you leave it up to human error and it's people just pick with their opinions or their hearts and it's not listen i do that every day you know it's like should i have a water should I have like an energy drink? I don't know which one's better for me. Okay. The energy drink, I need more caffeine in my body. Um, but yes, I think they're wrong, but you know, what's crazy is like, even though those dudes are the top of the Hill, the Hill is very short. Like there's no, like, it's not like there's an eighth tier, you know, like there's like two or three tiers at the at the most or the least.
0: Yeah. I mean, when, 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 when the quote unquote, like bottom of the Hill is PJ Hill and Corey Clement, like you're doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, exactly. I think you're doing pretty darn good there. Uh, both guys who made the league. Clement's still in the league. Like, I, I mean, you can name
1: almost any guy and they're all solid, solid. Ba- I mean, it, so that, so it's Bridget. It's a great question only because there's, we could talk about the running backs all day and I want to block for every single one of them. Yeah. But and I'd you, have to and, go with
0: And you got two great ones.
1: You got, you, you got AD and you got Calhoun. And those are two great ones. Like, I had, to, you know, and, 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 here's what I, here's what I was thinking about, um, with AD is that AD just made everyone better, but he also made everyone love football, like you practice and you know, like, 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 we said, going back, like you're excited to be in a lift group with guys, right? Like with AD, with Ted, mm-hmm. with Brandon Williams, like dudes, you know, are going to get people excited, but you're also excited to be there and they're going to do something funny or stupid. And JD's going to laugh finally, and it's going to be fun. Ad's that way, but he, he was in every aspect for me. He was in the meeting room. He was, I stood next to him everywhere we went, you know? So like, just to hear him joke around and, and to know, like I was blocking for him and opening up holes and he was happy about it just made me happy. Yeah. You know, it's like having a great boss that you just want to work hard for. Like AD was that guy and he made practice the meeting rooms. I mean, shoot, I even ate dinner with him on Friday nights at a hotel at the hotel. you know, like, I didn't tuck him in at night. It's like the only thing I didn't do, you know, and, 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 vice versa. So, you know, I'm lucky to have him. I think, you know, sadly if I blocked the whole year for Calhoun, he might've been hoisting the Heisman trophy as I he likes to he tell me that. Been. Yeah. I think he probably would have been if you hadn't gotten injured. I mean, my, if you watch, I've, I've said, we watched a lot of those games over and over again. And my fifth year, or you know, fourth year starting, I was so much better than I was my fourth or third. I mean, Second it's night year, and day yeah. from when yeah. I got there. You know, I was abusing people compared to like just winning. Like I mm-hmm. and and Calhoun was.
0: A, 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 well, I mean, a, if you watched the opening game of that season, I forget yeah, Bowling, I think, Bowling Green. Bowling Green, that is, I that that is an offensive clinic. Yeah, against. And I remember that quarterback for Bowling Green actually had like a lot of legit hype around him. He was good. He, he was good. good.
1: Yeah, we but, just scored 400. First off, they were beating us at half, I think. Yeah. But it was like 10 to 7 or something. Actually, yeah. It wasn't. It was like 21-nothing, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I I, I would say I want to say I want to say it was like 17 to 7 or something like that. Something I, I don't, bad, don't exactly remember. But
1: we we scored like 10 touchdowns in the second half. Like yeah. it was Calhoun Calhoun was a special dude cuz he could do everything. All right, we've,
0: we've, no, no, but this is what we're here for. This is what we're here (laughs) for, right? Because I mean, Calhoun, oh my God, Calhoun today, Calhoun today would have just been absolutely incredible. he's, He's
1: the James, he's the, he's the too
0: early James White. I mean, I think you could, I think you can go further than that. I mean, because I, I mean, I think he's actually, I don't think James White was actually used enough as a receiver during his time in Madison. He probably could have been used more as a receiver during his time with Madison. I think that Callahan proved when he was at Colorado that he is one of the best passing, pass catching running backs. Mm-hmm. in the country i
1: just meant like a generation too early oh yeah oh yeah like t- that, a
0: decade too early yeah that absolutely makes sense so all right next question we have here um is from hal in seattle uh hal wants to know uh which one of your former teammates did you were you did you think should be, have been played on the other side of the ball i.e were there any guys you played with on defense who you thought might have had a different career outcome on offense or vice versa
1: you know, that's very interesting. Uh, that's a great question because I think defensive guys play on the defensive side because they can't catch and they don't know what to do with the football. Um, to all my de- defensive guys, I I love you. That's not really true, but um, there's a modicum of truth to it. You know, you know, like you listen, the guys that we have had on like Tez who have switch positions is a testament that to their athleticism and their mm. their desire to play football and to be open minded and, and be and be available to go play a different position. You know, like that to me is crazy. Greg Root did it. He was a linebacker. He didn't want to play fullback. And then they asked him to switch and he switched. Um, and I, I think that's really special. Do I think, you know, then you have like Joe Thomas switched and then he tore his knee up playing defensive end. Like, you, you know, first of all, I think Joe could play any position on the field. He was a stud. Um, oh, this is great. You know what? it kind of makes me like football so special because these guys, you have fat guys, you have small guys, you have skinny guys, you know, you have everyone who basically, you know, like in basketball, you, you need tall skinny guys pretty much besides Shaquille O'Neal, like everyone else is, you know, the same mold, let's say, but in football, everyone's important.
0: Um, One One of the things I think I, when I saw this question, the guy that I thought of was, you know, Travis Beckham came in as an outside linebacker, switched over tight end and was, a phenomenal tight end. But I think if Travis Beckham comes in as an 18 year old true freshman right now, he's sticking an outside linebacker with his frame and athleticism. I think if you look, especially at the importance that the outside linebacker plays in the current three four defense, this is different than back when they were playing four three, right? Because when he comes in as an outside backer in the four three, he's asked, you know, there he he's asked to be John, uh, DeAndre Levy or Jonathan Casillas. He's not asked to, you know, be Nick Herbig or TJ Watt. Very very different roles, right? And so I think if he comes in as an outside linebacker now, he sticks there and has an outstanding career because of his physical, you know, uh, abilities, right? Sure. He's an, a phenomenal athlete, but he's a guy that I think actually in today's game would have stuck on defense and not flipped to offense.
1: You know, it, it honestly for how this one's a, it's got me be stumped because I don't really see anyone that I played with that could that would you know, that's why I'm not coaching, but I don't see anyone who could like switch over and, you know, be a dominant player or even play you know, I guess I just didn't, I don't know. Like I would, I could maybe play middle linebacker, but like Zalewski was way better at me than a middle linebacker. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I kind of love this question. I need to think more about this. We'll have to revisit. All right. I mean, I, Matt, do you know any, do you got anyone who from, from, it?
0: from your era? Um, if I'm thinking about guys from your era, not really off the top of my head, quite frankly. Like, I think that, you know, it's especially I think there are guys from other times that like, you know, we've talked on the show before about Leon Jacobs, right? How it took him forever to find the right position. And he moved around from outside linebacker to inside linebacker to fullback, fullback slash H yeah. back back to outside linebacker, found an amazing home at outside linebacker still playing in the league. But it took him a while to get there. Right. You know, obviously a guy like him, if he could have gotten there a little bit earlier, someone like a, a Natrel Jamerson, who was one of my favorite players. He played wide receiver like his first two three years on campus. He switched over to D back, was outstanding, still in the league as a D back. And so I, I think it's always interesting, especially see those guys who change positions, especially later on on their in their careers, right? You know, some of these guys they come in with that quote unquote athlete label these days, and like, oh, we'll see where they fit. Which I like. When you were brought in, were, did they bring you in as a quote-unquote athlete? Or was it
1: fullback from the job? I think they put me as athlete only because – I don't know why. Because they didn't bring in another fullback. And then, you know, like, so it didn't make sense. But I think they just were not unsure. You know, I played – I was killing people in high school at linebacker. And I was killing people as a fullback, but I was playing fullback – like a, you know, like a, a full, like a, an actual fullback in the wing tee, but like running into people, running people down started my, you know, later in my career in high school, started like running away from people. But realistically, like I was a battering ram from day one. So I think like the, I don't, maybe they needed some guy, somebody, but I don't think so. Cause when I got there, I was as a fullback. So like, I don't know why I would get a different tag as an athlete. Maybe they had too many. You know, I I can't. So remember I know this. I know even for the, the offensive most part, guys.
0: Some, some of the recruiting services don't even have the designation of fullback anymore. So if you are so someone like you, they they you, you are referred to as what they call now a jumbo athlete. Oh, I I do like that tag. Yeah, I like jumbo athlete too because I like, like jumbo let's face it, like Wisconsin's one of like eight programs that actually still uses a fullback. So you know, there was but, an article in ESPN that said
1: the fullback might be coming back.
0: Hey, let's bring it back.
1: It says it forces uh, defenses to to be in base more, which true. I guess is good for an offense.
0: That's really you know interesting. I had I I hadn't heard that. I will definitely
1: have to dig into that. Well, if you got another guy in the backfield, and you have your nickel, you know, team in. That guy can't stop, you know, fullback, you know, or you have too many, You have you only have six guys in the box compared to seven, so you, you kind of do the math. It it makes sense, and you when you do the math, you can never count the quarterback. Because he's not blocking anybody.
0: All right, Jake and Kenosha wants to know uh, which guy we think needs to step up the most this year if the Wisconsin is going to go back to the Rose Bowl.
1: I mean, this is the-
0: I, I think I think the obvious is Graham Mertz. So let's like let's take a step back and like let's remove Graham Mertz from the equation. I think that's like sort of like okay, given. Well, I'll so- say you can't,
1: but if it's if it's if Graham Mertz has a bad season we are not going to do well. And if he has a great season, we're going to win the national championship. Yeah. So, I mean, Graham yeah. Mertz is the guy you're saying. So if, so, okay, fine. So if he's removed.
0: Yeah. So let's just say that, you know, let's say Graham Mertz is good enough, but not, not great or whatever, which player needs to like step up in order. This is how I'm reframing the question. Sure. I'm guessing Jake, sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, but this is how I'm going to reframe the question. Besides Graham Mertz, which guy do you think needs to step up on in order for the team to, because for me, the way I'm going to look at that, I'm like, I think, I don't, I'm not going to put like Braylon in this. Cause I, we know what to expect out of Braylon. I think we, we need to, when we say someone takes a step up, right. For me, that's gotta be either Marcus Allen or whoever is going to be the number two wide receiver opposite from Chimmery DK. So either, whether that's Allen Whether it is there's a couple, you know, uh, transfers, Keontas Lewis uh, has come in from UCLA and I know Mm -hmm. is a deep play threat. Dean Ingram has flipped sides of the ball. Skylar Bell is a redshirt freshman who a lot of people are excited about. Whoever is that number two receiver, I'm going to assume it's Marcus Allen for the time being, but I, you know, we won't know until fall, but that's who
1: I'm going to say. So I have a bunch, which is why we don't win the national championship. No, I, I well, one, I think um, coaching wise, the offensive coordinator, you got to come yes. and do something different. Yes, yes, you yes, got to yes. come and do something different. I got to see some new stuff. I got to see some electric. I got to see some energy, you know, Braylon Allen is our workhorse. You're going to kill him. I don't want to see him run the ball 30 times. Although I do. I mean, I obviously do, but I don't, you know, for like his career sake, um, but I, if I had the outside of the offense coordinator, I really think that the right side of the line has to step up. Mm. I think our left side is solid. The right side, whoever that may be, I think those two guys, the guard and the tackle, are huge for us.
0: Yeah, we talked about that on the last mailbag, sort of the right side of the offensive line. It's definitely still a question, and it's definitely still something that I'm def- going to be keeping an eye out mm-hmm. come fall camp. You know, let's flip this over to the defensive side of the ball. You know, same thing. We know what to expect out of Nick Herbig, right? We knew, we know Herbie's going to be you know all Big Ten, all American caliber guy. But who is the other outside linebacker? opposite of him who can who can do their job because there's a lot of guys in the mix cj gets daryl peterson um if he can get um you know a c- couple guys coming off of injuries i'm really excited about tj bowler's uh redshirt freshman who's I, who i think made some really really big leaps this off season if you look at some of just like some of the stuff he did to his body he looks absolutely incredible out there so you know uh, d- definitely some interesting guys on the defensive side of the ball do you have any any thoughts there on the defense, first off, I think Jimmy's
1: going to get everyone ready. He's yeah, not, you know, like what is it the the corny metaphor? Like we don't um, rebuild, we re- reload, reload. Yeah, but you know what? If you stay Keanu, ready, you don't have to get ready. Like I think that's Jimmy's MO. Like look <laughs> at his what he's done. He just consistently reloads guys who you know he builds around like a Keanu Benton and a, mm-hmm. a herbig. These other guys. Will figure it out and they'll, and they're expected to play at a high level and they will.
0: Yeah. And And I think they got some really good transfer players. And a lot of them are upperclassmen. I've seen a lot of football who are going to be really, really solid pieces. And whether that is Justin Clark, whether that is. Mm uh, Dort, whether that, you know, whoever else, Jay Shaw, these, you know, those three defensive backs, especially, I know that there's, Oh, then they landed the transfer safety from Utah, who I think played high school football with Herbie. So that's going to be, you know, and, and he's a really solid player as well. I know he was a pretty highly recruited kid coming out of high school.
1: I think we need our DBs to
0: step up uh, every yeah. single one of them. The DB, I mean, every starting DB is going to be new this year,
1: right? Every so single the one. The answer is Graham Mertz the, the, the supplement answers are all these other things. <laughs> Listen, I think we live and die in which what it, it seems like Coach Chris and, and the Wisconsin coaching staff has done is put all our eggs on Graham Mertz. And, and you know, to me, if, he, if the line, if he feels comfortable and we have breon Allen and we're going to go to him first, but if we have the ability to protect Graham Mertz, he has to do something. Like he has to produce this year. There's there's no more excuses, no, you know. Not. I think this is his year. And let's say he feels comfortable. All of a sudden, you might see somebody new. Who knows?
0: We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to see what Bobby Ingram can do to the offense um, and what new yes. wrinkles he has. I think everyone's excited just to see something a little bit different, right? It, because because it, it definitely has stagnated over the last couple of seasons. It doesn't have to be a lot. It just has no. to be a few things. A couple of wrinkles. Keep keep them honest and you. That's you know. It. Even if, even if it's a kind of thing where they have to adjust a half step one way or another, that's going to be enough to open up a hole for Braylon. That's going to be a, a, you know, that's the extra quarter of a second, uh, you know, uh, Graham needs to let his receiver, you know, get all the way out of his break to deliver him the ball right on time. You know, all those little quarter steps, quarter seconds, whatever they are, they add up in a big way. I mean, you know, that as well as anyone, Matt,
1: let me ask a question in the mailbag. What beer are you drinking?
0: At the moment, I am drinking a bearded iris wavelength double IPA. And they got
1: the coolest names for beers now. Oh, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> do you mind my my, was... my
0: my cousin texted me yesterday? He's like, I'm having this awesome beer. It's called It's Not Easy Being a Wizard.
1: Yeah. I I was drinking um a beer from Bronx brewery that was called uh Now Use Can't Leave. <laughs> like they just have like the most <laughs> random. <laughs> Do you remember, like you go to the bar back in the day? It's like, dude, what do you want—a Coors Light or a Bud Light or a Miller Light or Miller Light? You're I'm in thinking. Wisconsin, man. Come on now. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I just never considered a Miller Light, although now I tend to really like it.
0: I I've never been able to drink Bud Light. I've always been
1: just purely Miller Light. I'm just the way it is. Just crazy. It's the way it is. Good old the good old days when choice you had like one. Now I get stuck in the in the freezer. You know the. The, the what's the it, walk-in the, uh, the walk-in freezer the fridge i'm like what the heck there's 50 beers here what-? Where they put the Coors Light or or the Summer Shandy? I'm like, where's the Summer Shandy in this room? I freeze it.
0: I know my my well yeah my 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 wife loves the Shandy, so she will definitely what was like where's the Shandy? When is the Shandy coming back? Where's the Shandy? It's and so now that we're now that it's past Memorial Day, it's Shandy season, my friend. It's delicious beer. I'm heading up to the I'm heading up to the lake next week, so I will be uh definitely be a Shandy in hand, throwing the ball in the front yard with the dog. So.
1: I hope you're in a seated position throwing the because that's all I would do. Oh,
0: absolutely, seated, yeah, absolutely. summer
1: shandies to my right or my left because I'm a righty throwing yep. the, the ball. Yep. Drink twelve beers. Yep.
0: Yep. Twelve so, um, mod- maybe maybe okay. move maybe move up to the dock. Throw the balls in the water. Dog will jump in the water. It'll be fun. There you go. It'll, all it'll, right, it'll, that's it'll I sidetracked So actually, I had a question for you, Bernie. Um, you guys always in your your lift groups were not by position, right? A lot of time, weren't a lot of time your lift groups by like similar strength, right?
1: No, they were no, they were completely mixed They're by right. basic times that guys could make it pretty much. Interesting. Did you ever have did
0: you have any guys that you lifted with like your entire career or most of your career? Who? Who who were your, who
1: were your lifting buddies? Who, who were the main guys you lifted with? So like that's a great question because you know it was mixed. So you had um, you know, like Scott Starks could be in my lift group, Brandon Williams, you know, you had the big old linemen, you had everybody tight ends. Didn't matter. Um, but the, but the, the platforms, you know, like what you see guys do squats on or lift on or do power, power movements, the, the closer you were to JD's office, the better, or not the better, the heavier you could lift. So when I got there, I've quickly made it down. I would say after my first year, I was all the way down. Um, with guys like Dan Benning, uh, Joe Thomas, I would say, oh, Jake Sprague for sure. Jake Sprague was a monster. He was. Um, he,
0: he had some real injuries, though, didn't he? He, he yeah. had some pretty tough injuries. He had
1: some pretty tough injuries, but he was really sh- ridiculously strong. Um, I'm trying to think who else. It was just all the guys that could lift the most weight and move the most. Uh, so, Joe Thomas for sure. But I mean, these, you know, like every weight, Cause when you went in on Monday, you did a specific thing there on Tuesday. It was squat. So you were, so you, I always knew who I was going to lift with. Like there was no, no, no surprises. Other. And it's funny. Like if you did like squat, there might be one random guy who like kind of moved that you his way into the, the four guys or the five guys. You never really want to have five guys. Cause then you were always behind everyone else who had four. So by the time you got, it's so stupid, but the quicker you got done with things, the more rest you had before the run, if you were the last one in the weight room, you had the sprint, like JD would be there. All right, let's go. And he would start jogging, but JD didn't jog like at a slope. He had a normal pace. He like almost sprinted. So you'd have to run up the, the, um, the tunnel or the ramp and get, and he would just blow the whistle. You'd have to start running. So you didn't want to be the last guy. You wanted to be the first guy, take 15 minutes, stand up there, chill out a little bit. Um, so if you had five guys in your lift group, you were pissed. And I remember Jake Sprague just being like, no, I don't care if you're doing the same weight as us. You're going to the rack next to us. Like, it was great. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Um, Lineman only? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it wasn't really that because some of the other guys are, like, lifting much. Like, like, AD could probably squat. He was probably on the second rack. He could probably squat you know, just as much as any one of us were. Um, And same thing with bench press. Like you were always on the first two, like there was specific, you know, like we probably had 10 bench presses Yeah, and where you were was basically said how strong you were. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy. And you know, you're always on one or two and you always want to be on one or two. Jason Posiak, another guy who was super strong, So it's just so interesting. Like,
0: was Benning the strongest of all those guys? Benning just to me just seemed like he was, like, part of my French, he was a brick bleep house. Like, Joe
1: Thomas, I think Joe Thomas might have been outside of like Chris Presley, one of the strongest people I've ever been with. You'd never think so. But the dude, like, when I say he was Jason from the movies, like, he could mm -hmm. never, he was unstoppable. Yeah. Like, you're watching this dude pick up a weight that you just struggled with to do like two or three reps and he's doing four or five. You're like, like how the hell is this guy doing it? You know, like, and he's taller and it's much and harder. He's got to such long arms,
0: arms which makes especially things like bench press so hard. Yeah. So hard with those long arms. I mean, even I have like, not like super long arms, long ish arms, and I bench pressing was the worst. I hated bench pressing. Bench pressing was stupid. It also like it's not a it's it's not a very incline bench is great for football. I don't see what a flat bench. When we are did you did a lot of to, incline too? Yeah, incline makes sense to me, but flat bench does not have a lot of usefulness when it comes to football. And so far as I, know, I think well.
1: we, I think we just did it. You know, I think we did it one because everyone thought it was what, you know, like everyone's like, Oh, what would you rep out at? What what was your highest? What'd you max out at? Yeah. But we did a lot of, um, we did a lot of incline. We also did a lot of dumbbells. So like we, we, you know, JD wasn't just like, you know, stuck in his way of like, we're going to bench and do other things. We did a lot of other stuff we did. Um, we called it core push up. It was on these huge triangles. You put your feet up on a bench and rep out. The, and so these are the things that like would piss me off because I was repping out against, like we were doing dips. I'm doing dips against Scott Starks. Like that's not fair. You know, yes, I He's could half do of you as, as, as we have found out he was like 145 pounds.
0: Like he was literally half of you,
1: but he, but he could do like 40 dips and I could do like well, of 30 course he something. Could. Of and course I'm like, he could, yeah, cut, I'm like, yo, bot. I'm never going to beat this guy. Like, what's the point of me doing this every time? So I got smart and I just said, Hey, Scott, you go first. <laughs> and I get 45 dips. I'm like, I can't get over 40. I've never even gotten close to it. I'm like do like 30, you know, you get to like 31 and I'm like laughing at bottom. I'm like <laughs> I can't go anymore. He's like, you don't even want to try. I'm like, what's the point? I'm like, not gonna get 10 more, 15 more dips. Switch me up. That's why I had Stacco on front core. You're just holding the core position. I'm like, this guy's a hundred pounds less than me. Holding it for five minutes? Like, yeah, obviously Calvin Barrett just fell down. He's <laughs> he's 300 pounds. Like, come on, this ain't fair. <laughs> you and Calvin are the same body type. You and Stock are not. <laughs> Listen, there were a lot of guys who were like, these are completely worthless challenges. And Calvin and all the old line, like you can't expect them to hold the front core for five minutes or oh, even not. two minutes. They're 300 pounds. That's not like not even good for their back. No, it's supposed to be really good for your back. It just well, but not in the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, being three hundred pounds is not good for your back either. That's true. I mean, a lot of football isn't good for your back. Let's face it.
1: That is true.
0: All right, final question: What game are you looking forward to most this year?
1: Oh my god, I'm looking forward to every game that I'm at. <laughs> um, I mean, here let I'm me bring it. For-
0: let me bring up the schedule. Uh, well,
1: let, well, let me, let, let me, let me hit you with what I think okay. I, I'm excited for Washington state. I think it's a test. Hmm. I don't think it's a huge test, but I think it's a test early on. I, I like think that too. New Mexico state. So is can I,
0: can I, uh, inter, uh can I, uh, inter, not interlobe? I'm, I'm losing my grammar this evening, Matt, but uh, interject is the word I'm looking for. Washington state is going to tell me, tell us a ton about our new secondary Washington state has a new quarterback. His name is Cameron Ward. He transferred up from FCS incarnate word where he in the spring and during the spring of 2021, when FCS had their spring football season, he won the FCS equivalent of the Heisman. Um, Okay. He is an incredible dual threat quarterback and they brought his offensive coordinator that helped him break all of these records. The OC went with him from incarnate word up to Washington state. They are a team to look out for. I am, I, I'm I mean, they're going to throw, like I think we're going to see a lot of points. In that you want to hear see a
1: lot of points back there. in the day when, when things like this would happen, we would get high school tape. You'd get tape from like a, the NFL, you get tape. So like, you know, like wherever the guy, I think we played Virginia and Al Groh was with the Jets maybe mm-hmm. before with them. after, wherever he was. Uh,
0: yeah, Groh. Yeah, Groh, Groh went uh, either, I think, from the Jets
1: to Virginia or vice versa. Think, it was one or the other. I think I he know. did too. It well, doesn't matter. Wherever he was before, like if he was at the Jets, you'd watch Jets tape offense. It was, yeah. it, so it's kind of comical that, that our guys are going to watch high school football tapes or, you know, like whatever, but hey. You got to get a look. Yeah. But you're also going against Jimmy Leonard. Like, did we have some trouble against Army? We did. But I also, you know, don't think we really came to play. You know, it's Army. You don't, nothing against Army of like how I respect Army, but like the team, the football team specifically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think our defense came, I mean, wow, well, we had Chanel. So, you know, like we just dominated. But I think Jimmy will have them ready. You know, you're talking about the second game of the year, they're coming here it's a pain in the butt to go from, you know, Washington to Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. You're no not direct be there flights for a from days. Spokane to, uh, from, I mean, from, you're probably going to fly for,
1: you probably fly direct. Maybe. I don't know. No, you're, you're, you're
0: going to Minneapolis.
1: Guarantee. But not if they have a chartered flight. Like we, we, we didn't, I don't That's remember true. ever really stopping anywhere outside of, um, when we went to Hawaii, we stopped. Yeah. Uh, in California somewhere, but <sighs> I'm excited for Washington state. Listen, I think Ohio state's going to tell us a whole lot. It's going to tell. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we do have three, I want to say warm up games. You know, it makes me nervous with the Badgers, even when I was playing, like, they're never sure things. So I think Washington state's, easy I remember, I, I think this was, don't say the UNLV game. No, no,
0: no, no, no. no. I'm not going to say the am I'm, I'm thinking of the Cal Poly game. And now I think that might've been two years after your yeah, definitely senior wasn't year. It was, uh, they, lo- Cal Poly an FCS team and mm-hmm. they lost and they had to go to overtime to beat them. Or it was like a kick at the last thing. I want to say it was 2007. Um, Cal Poly had this one receiver. who ended up getting drafted by the giants and actually played with Beckham. Um, but who was like six, five, just like ridiculous, like physical specimen. Um, who had a Ramsey's I think was his name Ramsey's something, but, um, but yeah, like that game, like should have won by like 50 points and like barely eked it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I'm, you know, I'm excited to get the ax back. Like that's a big game home, you know, got to get the ax back. We cannot let that thing stay in Minnesota for, for long. Yeah, all the big 10 games are exciting. I hate, and we do this every year. We're going to play at, Northwestern, Ugh. it's a little bit of a frustration. House of horse. yeah, it's the worst. Brian right. Field is a house of horrors, and I don't understand it. I completely, I think our our home schedules not benefiting, you know, us. I we don't our way we, schedules very. The difficult. only
0: quote unquote, the, the, like far in the, we have like two. I don't know. super tough. Not not super tough teams. Tough ish teams in Minnesota and Purdue at home. Washington State. Those three are sort of like all about the same. Right, but our away games are brutal. Are brutal, right? At Ohio State, at Michigan State, at Iowa. Three toughest games. Plus, Throw, throw Northwestern, which is always, like we've said, a house of horrors. And you've got yep. probably four of the toughest five games in the schedule
1: right there. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you like our schedules? What do you mean by that? Like, Do you like not playing Michigan and Ohio state and
0: Michigan. Well, no, state of or... course not. In my, in, in, in Matt's college football world, um, my, my motto is make the big 10, 10 again. And we play a full round Robin. We play nine games, we play every other big 10 team. And then you get three out of, and then you play three out of conference games against whoever you want to play. I don't love playing FCS teams. Like I don't think we need to play Illinois state. I'd, I'd be much more interested in playing even like a Northern Illinois, well, Northern Illinois, yeah, yeah, Northern Illinois or Ball State or Eastern Michigan, just like I don't know, FCS programs. Like, I understand like the purpose of it, but I don't think, I don't think at the end of the day it does a whole lot. I think there's a, but you know, it, I understand the purpose of it warm up game, get the guys sort of like back into the swing of things. Yes, it's tough to start like we did last year against Penn State, right? Like, you know, when, when you're out of the gate against like a top 25 team, or you know, we, we've had games in the past where we have started the game. Sometimes it can be great, right? When you beat LSU at Lambeau Field, that game was absolutely incredible. But or you can have the times where you lose to Alabama opening week, right? And it's like, ugh. Well, but you, but
1: you, but you, you stepped up and played them. That's you true. Know, like
0: That's that, true. And actually, and when they did play the Alabama game, they played pretty honor. But it's
1: also their first game too. Sure. So you, to me, it's beneficial to start playing these. You know, like we played Notre Dame last year. But we should have done better. Like the fourth yeah. quarter was a complete disaster. You know, uh yeah. Disaster. No, no, no. There, there's like, no other word for it. We, besides fire, Navy, yeah. yeah. it was Firefest. Um showing up to the island and like you can't find a better or food or water. No. But that but the, if we win that game, you know, we're contending for to be a top 10 team. Yeah. And I think we have to do this. You know, for me, it's Illinois State, um, Washington State, New Mexico State. First off, as a fan, like, yeah, it's great to say you're three and zero, but like the experience at the game is is nothing special. Like, you want to go see a Michigan yeah. at home, and I was at the Michigan game; we got killed. But everyone came in because it's a big game, and you want to be yeah. in the stands for mm-hmm. the big game. Yeah. Do you think the students actually going to come to New Mexico State? They're going to be blacked out at the you know the sorority, the bars, the fraternity houses. Like, it's going to at be... least I
0: will say, Bernie. You know what? I, I will give them a little bit more of a chance this year. None of those first three games are eleven a.m. kickoffs. Come on. They're all two thirties. We've got a, no, Illinois state's 6. P.M. Ooh. And then Washington state and New Mexico state are both two 30. I don't know if I'll be able to make the six o'clock. Oh yeah. I mean, especially for Illinois state. I mean, like, yes, I mean, you and I will obviously make the six. I mean, yes, we know we'll be there, but it might
1: be in a little bit of a different altered state of mind. I might have to rewatch the game a couple times to remember what actually happened in the game. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say as far as home games go this year, I mean, axe. And, I mean, acts and homecoming Purdue, uh, you know, homecoming against Purdue. I think that's going to be fun, but yeah, I don't love the home slate this year it is not really doing it for me other outside of those two games. I mean, if I, I mean, I'll be traveling, uh this fall with you hopefully a couple times up um for games and then i'm going to try to make it over to uh kinnick for wisconsin iowa because that's also my birthday weekend Mm. and my my best friend from madison actually is from iowa city um went to uw but is from iowa city so he and i uh might are going to try to make the trek back for for the game this year
1: well that'll be fun yeah I don't know. Sometimes going to away games are just annoying people's other people's fans are just really, it gets, sometimes I, it just gets too much. And i like, of
0: all the stadiums I've been to though. I will say like Iowa for, as a fan experience is pretty awesome. Like okay. Iowa as a fan experience is one of, I, I'd say Iowa probably is the best away fan experience I've had.
1: At least I mean, Penn States. state was a good one for me. Yeah,
0: I haven't been to, I haven't been to Penn state cause it's so far away from everything else.
1: Literally would rather light myself on fire than go to Michigan again. I mean, their fans and alumni are just the worst. Um, I've never, I don't, you know, now I think about it, like I haven't been like Rutgers is great. I mean, there's, you know, like they don't even have Rutgers Ruck, is fantastic. Maryland's great. Cause you can go drink mm-hmm. beer in the stadium. Yeah.
0: outside And, of in, that, and, I mean, and actually in, in, in Maryland, like I think a lot of people don't realize like Maryland is like basically in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes from Washington, D.C. It's wonderful.
1: I got to start going to some
0: more away games. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, do we want to go to the shoe on September 24th?
1: Are we, are we going to Ohio state? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Listen, I, you know, also going to any away game and losing there is the worst. It is losing in Madison sucks. But mm-hmm. then you could still see guys you haven't seen go to the bars, have a good time. You're still eating where you want to eat. Like, yeah. You're still, I'm still, going, to Dott- still of-
0: going to Dottie dumplings diary, no matter what,
1: so. no matter what, but you have an experience of Madison, right? Like which we love, which we've all enjoyed. Yes. Losing is, is to me, like very, it's traumatizing, but to lose like an away game and be stuck there. Like
0: it's the worst. Why on
1: earth do I want to be stuck at Ohio State? Yeah.
0: I don't want to be in Columbus, Ohio anymore. No, but if we win, I want to be there. Oh yeah. Because you're gonna show up to the bar. What if you're gonna find a bar and you're gonna just wear all your badge stuff? Just
1: I first off, that's all I wear. I'm wearing a UW shirt right now. Like it's all I have is like red UW shirts.
0: I was packing for my trip. I'm I'm going out of town um here for about 10 days and I was looking at the shirts I was packing. I was like, you know, I'm taking all my normal t-shirts. I was wearing my normal t-shirts around my family and stuff like that. I'm packing six t-shirts. It's five Wisconsin t-shirts yeah, and a UCLA shirt. Cause that's where I went to grad school.
1: Dude, why wouldn't you?
0: It's, it's all I'm wearing. It's like You're literally right. all I have is badger stuff. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be still caught up in this, but you know what? No, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just fully embracing it. It's either from, from here or out. Why not just badger stuff and, and Bill's mafia gear. And I'm good to go.
1: Where was I? Oh, I was at a street fair wearing a, uh, in Tarrytown, wearing a huge Wisconsin football t-shirt. Some old dude, old, old, old wearing a Wisconsin hat that it looks like he got when he was at school was like, yo, go Badgers. I was like, go Badgers. Like, I love it. It's my awesome. brand is everywhere. I told you my favorite thing in the world is I got the Bucky flag that I have outside on Zillow.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: my claim to fame.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't have anything that cool, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. It's all right. You have Wisconsin gear. That's all you
0: need. I I've got I, I do have gear. I have a I have a Wisconsin flag in my uh, in my woodworking shop, my garage.
1: See that 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 works. Now, yeah. if you get on Zillow, it'll be pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I, I will and yeah, I don't I don't think Zillow's going inside of my garage. <laughs> they might if you ever sell your place. Yeah, I still I don't think they're going inside my garage <laughs> with my no, not in the state that my garage is in at the moment, at least. That's for darn sure.
1: Well, you might have to clean
0: it out one day. Oh, <sighs> that's not a day I'm looking forward to. But what, do I,
1: what, what I am ha- lo- What can be in your garage?
0: Oh, it's just like a bunch of junk, like. Christmas ornaments and like oh so much Christmas we have so much Christmas stuff we have two kayaks beer fridge all of our extra like laundry detergent and uh, tissues and paper towels and paper plates and my, you know, a bunch of stuff from my wife's classroom and all my woodworking stuff and all the recycling and my lawnmower and our, uh, <laughs> our two fake Christmas trees and the weed whacker and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's before I even get to, I have like a little bit of some like outdoor kitchen stuff there. Cause I have to cook in my garage sometimes because the wiring in my house is kind of faulty. So the
1: oven doesn't really work. It's a long story. Okay, I shouldn't have asked. I just have like <laughs> a menorah and what else do I have? Like some paper towels, and obviously you need toilet paper. Like I got, oh, oh,
0: got my golf clubs, got a a, a four tiered shoe rack for all of our shoes that live
1: outside, so we don't check dirt in the house. When well, no, so I don't have a lawn mower. I don't have a lawn. Like I don't oh, have no. any of those. But when my my when I moved in with my wife, she's like, dude you got to get rid of like half of your stuff. Like half of this stuff is like fraternity life. Like you can't ever take this anywhere. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're wrong. And then I'm like, "Eh, that's kind of right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I had all of my old rugby gear, like all my old rugby stuff. And it was just like, I mean, it's foul. Like it's like, it's, it's sweat stained. It is like crusty. It's gross. I'm like, no, I'm not giving up. Like, I retired from rugby like seven years ago, man. Like it's, it's time to move on.
1: So So I got asked to play in a softball league and they're like, dust off your cleats. I was like, cleats. I threw those out. Like I don't have anywhere to put cleats anymore. (laughs) Use them three times a year. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, especially like football
0: cleats, like football cleats don't even get me started. Like football cleats are, especially when you've got like the big fat studs in them, like the big long studs. I didn't have those. Oh, you didn't. You didn't no. have. You didn't have the screw and
1: studs. I did, but the, they were metal, and they were the not half inch. They were quarter, uh, quarter inch, three, a quarter, three eighths. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, they use, I've seen people with the inch longs.
0: Uh, I I think the longest they allow is like either like three quarters, seven eighths. I don't think they allow full inch
1: longs. No, but in high school they they do. I was like, if they do,
0: that's dangerous. I think, I think in at least our high school, I think they were limited to three quarters, but if you're
1: in like a mud, if you play in the rain, it's in real grass. I played in Vermont, New Hampshire. Yes. I played in a lot of mud. Yeah. But, but outside of that, like cleats aren't going to help you in a torrential downpour, no matter what, really doesn't matter. No. Yeah. No,
0: no. And and, and spikes that long will be a detriment on a hard surface because they're going to hurt your feet like crazy. You
1: can't even walk. I know
0: it's, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. So, all right. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, Thank you to everyone who sent in your mailbag questions. We'll be back, uh, you know, summer break. We'll probably be taking another week or two off a week off uh, while I travel, but we'll hit you guys up with another best of show. We got another one of those coming up for you guys. And then we're back with some interviews here uh, starting in July and ramping up into camp. Uh, Got some fun stuff. Got some other interesting people, you know, coming up and man, it's going to be here sooner than, you know. Good. Let's get it going. All right, buddy. Wait. Great to see you as always. And until next time on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin. and uh, don't forget to check out uh, me and uh, Clint Cosgrove every week over on Badger Blitz TV over on YouTube. Check us out there. Make sure to uh, uh, subscribe to that for uh, keep me and Clint going. Uh, we, we've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, every week and uh also uh make sure to subscribe rate review unsubscribe resubscribe re-rate and re-review the show so uh yeah man great to see you as always buddy and uh like we said on on wisconsin
1: on wisconsin
0: thanks for listening to the believe in badger football podcast on the believe podcast network presented by betonline.ag if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Badgers. That's B-L-E-A-V in Badgers. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page for full videos of our podcasts. The show is produced by Matt Perkins and Matt Bernstein with audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Our theme music is by Matt Blaustein. Thanks again for listening and On Wisconsin.